0: Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkis, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine site, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, got to see you in person today. We got to attend day two of camp, got a little sun, took in a little Justin Fields. How are you feeling about your experience at camp?
1: It was fun. You know, we kind of talked a little bit on, on the pre show here, but it, the atmosphere was cool. Uh, you know, last year was a bit, you know, seemed like uh, there wasn't quite as many fans this year, though. It, it was deep. I mean, the bleachers were packed. There was people all around, you know, as much as they do let in. I mean, there still wasn't, you know, like Bourbon A days, but it was still a, a good atmosphere, good crowd. And uh, it was funny because there was someone some kids really wanted Justin Fields autographed before. Oh. Like, you know, like, well, you know, I don't think he's going to come over here to the middle of practice guy. But uh, yeah, he was I mean, fired I mean. up, man. They were fired up.
0: I mean, I kind of want to be like, all right, where, where's your adult to tell you to maybe like cut it out? Uh, but there was there were three kids. We were at the top corner of a bleacher on the end zone. And then right below us, there were three kids that were yelling, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. And then they got like angrier and angrier. It sounded about, mad. Yeah. They started to get like, you <laughs> need to come over here and give me an autograph. And so I yelled out like, hey, they're practicing. He's not going to do that now after practice stand on the line like everybody else yeah. but he but justin did acknowledge them
1: yeah he did he kind of waved like you know not, yeah
0: and then they just kind of kept escalating i was like eh, kid like let's 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 cut it out i'm not gonna listen to you yell for for two hours for Justin. let's just
1: shut down practice we'll let these guys give some <laughs> autographs so we'll yeah. get back to it you know i don't think coach flusa would, would have been okay with that he don't he only has his his two-hour time here so he has to get everything in in the two hours
0: and it does really speak to that. Justin feels entering that star level status with the fans, though. It I mean, it, there really is a fervor around him. So yes. uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, we got there, uh, staked out a corner of, of of the bleachers, and we had a really nice uh, viewpoint of a lot of the offensive line stuff. And then we saw got to see a lot. The seven on seven and the team drills were all right in front of us. So uh, we had we had optimal time uh, uh, seating for that. The pictures that I was able to take and share, uh, some of them have a pole right in the middle of it. Some of them, you know, the, the field goal post is blocking. Crossbar, yeah. Is what it is, you know. But uh, it, we, we did manage to have really good view and um, got to see, I think, a sharper Justin Fields today. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh, some fun stuff for us to talk about, for us to see as this team continues to uh, shape itself. Um, I think there were some notable things that happened today. So um, why don't we get into that? Why don't we uh, we always start with the... offensive line so let's uh let's start there you know in our trench tribute category so i think that the major thing that happened here that we need to talk about was uh first of all lucas patrick yeah uh injured he's out uh looks like he may require surgery uh don't know the timetable i don't know if you saw a timetable yet or anything like that i
1: think it might have been brad Biggs tweeted something about though since it's happening when it's happening you know, there is some hope that he could uh, get the surgery done, taken care of, and be back by the regular season. So, okay. again, at this point, it's all speculation. Once they, you know, once they go in there, and see what it is, they'll know how bad it is. But, you know, I mean, if it's, you know, if it's not his snapping hand,
0: mm-hmm.
1: club it up, man. Let's go. Club it up. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I think the, the, again, it's one practice, but Doug Kramer was taking the, the refs with the ones, and then they slid Mustafer over from guard to be the second-string center for the practice. Uh, uh, Jatire Carter got the first-team snaps at yeah. right guard, and then at left guard uh, was Zach Thomas because Cody Whitehair took a vet's day. So he came out with a hat on, and I was like, oh, looks like Whitehair's got a vet yeah. day. Um, and then it was Riley Reef taking first-team reps at left tackle, um, and then right tackle was still Larry Borum.
1: Yep. You know, I do want to mention that before practice, they kind of come out there and get loose. You know, Cody Whitehair and Zach Thomas spent a lot of time together. You know, he was really, uh, you know, you always hear about how the veterans kind of take the, the young guys under their wing and kind of, you know, teach them the way. And we saw it. I mean, we saw it firsthand. I mean, they, they, they had a bag They went over on the side and did a lot of work together. It was Zach Thomas, Cody Whitehair, just kind of going through the motions, kind of, you know, going through some, some blocking techniques. And, you know, for me, that's the kind of stuff I like to see when I go to camp. I mean, the plays are cool. It's fun. But, you know, seeing those little things that, you know, you you don't really hear about that too often. But, man, here's Cody White here, one of the few vets on this team, embracing that role and and teaching the young guys the way. Yeah,
0: it looked like uh, the offensive line room did look like it was getting along pretty well. You saw a little bit of that from other players, too, right? I mean, I saw a little interaction there with, with Schofield, who I... Seems very excited to be a Chicago Bear, as it should be from, from Chicago the area. Guy, yeah. um, he was playing with the second team still. Um, but, I, you know, I'd imagine there'd be more mixing in there. Um, uh, obviously, Tevin Jenkins wasn't there. Um, I think we don't know. I mean, we're, we're at practice. They're not coming around and, and yeah. telling us exactly why every player is not on the field. Uh, but he's not there. So there's, again, some speculation on what that might be. Might be illness, might be injury. I don't know that we know any more um, than that at this point. But, you know, his his absence was notable.
1: The only thing they said, I believe, at the presser was uh, uh, he woke up the other day, which is what we heard yesterday. Same thing. He woke up, something wasn't right, and they're taking care of it. So, you know, they said something about he's with the trainers. Yeah, that could be anything. That could be, uh, you know, there's no point in speculating. It could be anything. It could be anything from an injury to an illness. Who knows? You know, unless they come out and, you know, put him back on the pup or something weird like that happens and it's another back surgery. If something like that happens, then it's panic time. But for now – let's all take a breath let's see how this plays out if if he's missing a long term then it's an issue but right now it's it's nothing until it's until it's something i guess
0: well and again I think that Reef was signed to be the left tackle. I don't think yeah. that there's much, you know, debate there but no. if we get to practice tomorrow and Reef's taking first team snaps, I think we can just call it okay, like, you know, He's that's what guy. it is now that you know, the first day of practice he yeah. he was still running running behind a little bit but and you you knew that he was going to take over there quick and I think that's best for Braxton Jones too. So, uh nothing wrong with that. Um anything else on, you know, in the defensives? Side. Uh anything. I mean, it's tough to tell without pads on, you know, all that, but anything bounce out to you in the in the trenches on the defense? You know,
1: there was at one point in practice a big uproar because the the, like like you said, we were right in front of the O-line. D line was in the other field. And uh yeah, I I tweeted out, you know, something happened over there. They're really excited. And apparently LaCal London uh broke the blocking sled, which has got everyone fired up, but then someone else tweeted at me later that it was Charles Snowden. So someone broke the blocking sled on the defensive side of the ball. So that's good to see.
0: It is, and that's something that defensive guys would get very excited about. I yeah. Feel like if offensive linemen broke it, they'd be like, "Oh,
1: we got sorry, fix coach. Yeah. let
0: we'll fix it. You know, I'll make it up to you, <laughs> right? You know, just different mentality. Let's but...
1: get the bolt back in there. Yeah, we gotta yeah. no, I can fix it, guys. guys. I can yeah. fix it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So again, it's tough to tell anything uh, much in the trenches without pads on but you can get a little bit of sense of who's cycling in and out uh, at those positions and it's just interesting to see you know it's a vet day off for cody Whitehair, so it's there's nothing wrong with him or anything like that he's just taking a day um he looked like he was really enjoying himself right did, like he was yeah. taking the, uh, the shotgun snaps on, on some of the old line stuff and uh, it looked like he was having a lot of fun but uh, it's interesting to see like well okay what what is their thinking if cody Whitehair were to miss some time Right. What what would that be? What would that look like? OK, it looks like Zach Thomas right now is the guy that they, they see that as or, you know, hey, Lucas Patrick, he is missing time. What does that look like? Is it Sam Mustafer sliding over to take the first team reps or they give a chance to Doug Kramer? And that, you know, so far it looks like Doug Kramer. So um, just kind of interesting to see what the what that what happens when you have those opportunities open up.
1: It was really cool to see all three rookies on the interior. You know, I mean, if you watch their tape, I'm obviously they they're, they rookies, but with a guy like this here, Carter played at a, a HBCU, I think it was Southern, you know, real raw on film, but you know, so much potential and the fact that the bears decided, Hey, we got some guys out here. Let's have must for step back, be the backup center. And, and with Carter, you know what, you're going to start today at, at right guard. I think that's, that's nice. That's a nice thing for the rookie. I mean, those little things like that can, can really help a young guy's confidence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was good to see. Another thing that was good to see was Justin Fields looked pretty sharp today. I know uh, there's yeah. a couple of interceptions that we can talk about, but um, you know the seven on seven drill. I I tracked that yesterday. He was five out of ten on the seven on seven drill. Which for a seven on seven drill, that's not great. Uh, today he was a perfect ten for ten. Most of the stuff was underneath. You know, it wasn't anything long. There wasn't like high degree of difficulty throws. But he progressed pretty quickly. He wasn't like trying to sit there, you know, stand there and uh, take a long time to deliver the ball. But and team drills, he looked pretty good. He did throw one ball that was tipped. I thought it was tipped by Mooney. Uh, Biggs reported it was tipped by Pringle. Uh, it was tipped by a bear receiver yeah. and it went into uh, Kyler Gordon's hands for an interception. And then uh, he threw a ball a little bit behind Cole Cabette. And uh, Jacob Brisker made an excellent play on it the and rookies. had an interception. So the rookies both got interceptions off of fields today.
1: Yeah, but like you said, overall fields he was sharp most of the day. You know, it was uh, it, it was fun because like 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 you mentioned, we were right there in front of the of, of the team portion of the, of the of the practice. You know, seeing the the Shanahan esque style offense was kind of cool to see the bootlegs. You know, it's not live, but you know they're still going through the motions of the play action, so you kind of see that. You see the bootlegs even on plays where the handoffs were made. I, I like watching a quarterback what he does afterwards. You know, because that's all part of the illusion. You have to sell the whole thing. And and, and if a quarterback is not going to sell that fake, you know, after the handoff, that's a problem. The Bears quarterbacks, all three of them look good. To us. A lot of times I just would just watch him regardless of what happened. And, you know, the handoff was made, but you really couldn't tell by the way they ran through their motion. So it was kind of cool just seeing that. And, you know, I've been talking all off, seeing how excited I am to see this uh, Luke Getzey offense. So it was cool seeing it up up close and personal
0: yeah and so they're they're practicing run plays which again without pads okay right it's not to really tell you know it's like oh he had a good hole there sure that made it might have happened you know with pads on or you know it, it might have been a lot different if the def- defender can you know react in a different way uh but they're they're using a lot of play action they're rolling them out uh and there was one play that looked like maybe like a, a read option where it you know he kept it you know um pretty decisively so he, he took off right away it wasn't like there was a pass um, off of that and so it, there was a, a lot of variety in the offense and it, not static routes right like it was something that we really harped on in the last yeah. uh you know the, the last coaching group where it just you know everything just felt flat this at least had a lot of interesting motions you made an interesting point about um even like the formations with the fat with the the half up close um uh, and being like a quick hitting uh run action there was a jet sweep action right so so they were playing with a lot more formation stuff than we've been used to in the last
1: few years we talked about when we're watching them play like the the, the years past the jet sweep it was like, what was the point of it in Nagy's scheme? You know, he rarely gave to the jet sweep guy. When the ball was snapped, it wasn't. There was no illusion of a jet sweep happening. You know, but we've kind of seen, you know, in in this variation of this offense, you know, a lot of stuff from 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 uh, Sean McVay. They they do the jet sweep a ton, and you know, the Packers do that as well. I'd like to see that some of that come in because that's just such a it's a quick hitting outside play. The guys, you know, he, he's in a dead run, full speed. You turn your hand off. He already has his, his everything going that direction it's just a, a nice quick hitting play and having the, the, the tailback up like that. It's again, it's, it's part of that. It's all part of the package. You know, it's, it's, it's all quick hitting stuff, you know, the fakes there, the bootleg comes. So just these little things that we didn't see from Nagy, like the more I, I hindsight, this whole Nagy regime, the, the more pissed off I get because there's just so many little stupid things that I'm like, why, why is that? Are they not doing these, these, modern concepts, you know, just, just little stuff. You don't see like the, the fullback today. We saw the use of the fullback, you know, these, these uh, he goes in motion right before the ball snap to get a better angle on his block. Just little things like this, you know, it's like, this is football. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And Matt Nagy wanted to run Matt Nagy offense, not this is our team. Let's run the best thing for the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't want to spend too much time on Nagy, no, but, but clearly it was a collection of plays that he liked. Where this is a this is a system this is an offensive scheme, this is something that is really taking over the league in a lot of ways. And obviously, you know, Luke gets he's going to have his own take on this, you know, yeah. his own spin on it. It's not copycat directly from any one uh, coaching staff or anything like that. But if you have the fundamentals, that you know, building that foundation of the offense, and that's really where you're at. You're early in camp. And that's what you're seeing. You're not going to see all of you're not going to see what the Bears are going to be running in week 12 in second day of open practice of training camp. Right. Like there's it's going to take time to build all that up. And honestly, it'll take time. You'll start seeing things next year and the year after that, that have that aren't going to be able to be incorporated this year, that the the offense takes time. But you're starting to see the fundamentals of this offense. And it's it's completely different than what we saw in camp in previous years from the last regime. And it's, it's a, it's a much more fundamentally sound offense and the coaches, coaches get after it. Yeah. Right. Like the coaches are vocal and they are intense. And, and I find that to be interesting. I know this isn't maybe a fields report, but I, I want to bring it up here. I think Eberflus's hit hits system is coming as advertised. <sighs> Hustle. Well, saw a lot of examples of getting on guys for the hustle yesterday, and then I'd say the takeaways uh, piece of it was really evident today. A couple of picks, any and some, uh, a lot of punching at the ball. You noted how many like peanut punches there were, and they got one. I I can't remember exactly who the back yeah. was. Was it Herbert? Might put have put the been. ball on the ground. Um, and and then it's everybody. You know, everybody on the side, all the defensive players, ball, and they're you know they're on it. They got they got the recovery. The, the defensive players are going nuts right and anytime a ball hits the ground on an incompletion they're treating it like a fumble like they're all rallying yep. to the ball they're picking it up and they're running like i mean it is it is high energy go 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 um a lot of fun to watch
1: that mentality is as bears fans from the lovey smith era and of course coach eber flus his big mentor in the game of football is rod marinelli who of course him and Lovey Smith, you know, worked together for a long time. So, you know, you kind of see the philosophies, the hits principle where it came from, you know, they track the loafs, you know, when the ball's on the ground, whether it's an incomplete pass, whatever it is, the entire defense goes, picks it up and, you know, to them it's a loose ball, live ball. They know it's not live, but it's in their brain now, see ball, get ball. And we're seeing it. And like you said, the, the, it, it, nothing's live. You know, it's when you're when you're playing in helmets, it's just like when the guy has the ball, you just run up to him, you're supposed to, you know, two hand touch him or just kind of give him a, a quick little pop and a wrap. Every defender, what they were doing was they were actually taking a shot at the ball. They were rapping, yes, but with that with that free hand, they were coming at the ball. You can see that the peanut punch style is being ingrained into the entire defense. And I'm sure that's been taking place the entire offseason. I'm sure they've been hearing it, you know, from day one. It's there. And, you know, you can tell. That, I mean, usually you don't, you don't hear things, you know, when, when these kind of practices happen. But you could hear the hits, the, the the slaps, the pops. You know, you hear it, you know, from the stuff. And there was one play kind of uh, uh, late in the game or late in the day where, where Cole Komet kind of had it. And, you know, I'm not going to say he lowered his shoulder, you know, but you can kind of tell he he really tensed up because he knew the hit was coming. And he delivered a blow because he doesn't want to have that ball knocked out. So, you know, it's, it's, it helps the the ball carriers be more cognizant of, you know, the, 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 the tee and hits is takeaways. For the offensive standpoint is don't have takeaways. They're holding on to that ball tight.
0: It, it was noticeable. And mm-hmm. and I I, met, I turned to you and I said, I think these guys are ready to hit. Oh, yeah. and i know that sounds silly but i, I think that there's there they're, they have this ramp up period they can't put pads on yet but i think you can you start to tell that these guys are a little frustrated that they can't put a hit on and in offensive guys too i think they want they want to initiate some contact right and then you know they want to do some of that stuff so i i start to feel it kind of clicking a little bit there was a little bit of tension there uh on one play um uh, a blackson and blasting game got into yeah. it a little bit, a little extracurricular. Uh, you start to see that as camp wears on because you keep going against the same guy. You get frustrated. You kind of, you know, you kind of work that out. Um, that's happened in years past. You know, I remember uh, reports of Akeem Hicks, you know, kind of taunting uh, some of the guys on the offense. You know, I mean, eventually, you know, it's it's all one big team. But offense and defense, after so many reps, you know, you start to get a little chippy. Yeah. And that's why that's why a lot of teams started going to those shared practices so that you could get somebody else. So you're not beating up on your own guys all the time. But um, it would be interesting to see if we see a little bit of that elevated tomorrow. And then as other people are at camp, you know, to see if that that sort of escalates a little bit because these
1: guys are ready to go. They are. I mean, then you mentioned the intensity and, you know, like. My takeaway from 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 the tweets from you and Sam yesterday was, you know, the intensity, you know, the, the yelling. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to see the coaches yell. I just, you know, I, I I'm an old coach. I I play. I like seeing that intense part of it. And I turned to you at one point. And I said, "What's going on? Where's all the intensity?" And as soon as the individuals ended, it's like as soon as they were going to go to some team stuff, it's like a a, a switch flipped and everyone. The yelling came out. Let's go. And it's like the coaches, staff and you know the players, they were all they were all hustling to their to their spots. And you know, it was cool. I mean, like like you said, you can see it. I mean, the the, the culture's changing in Chicago. And you know, it's it may not lead to wins, you know, right now, but it's you know, I, man, I, I'm excited to see where this goes.
0: It was kind of like when we stepped off the bus at Alice Hall and there was like three people yelling at me, right? When we got off the bus, oh, that's someone was way, like, that's right. yeah. hey. That's a great shirt. And then someone was like, You need to be doing this. And then this guy, like security guard, just started yelling at me. And like, way too many people yelling yeah. at me at once. I don't know what to respond to. Thank yeah. you. It was a nice shirt.
1: I <laughs> generally ignore most people when I'm walking out just because, you know, I'm just, you know, but yeah, you, that, I, I did kind of pick up on the, what the what's happening. Everyone's fired up. You know, it was it's good lot. though. It's, it's Coach Fluss's philosophy going to the security and, and it's everyone the philosophy, They're all going to the buses. Up,
0: yeah. yeah, it's great. All right, hey, we'll take a quick break. We'll let somebody pay the bills here for a second. We'll be right back. All right, Lester, we're back. So let's talk about top offensive, top defensive players. So anybody stand out particularly for you on the offensive side of the ball today in day two of camp practice?
1: You know, I'd like to go Cole Kometigan. I think he, okay. he had a nice uh, practice. I mean, you know, it wasn't uh, the stuff down the scene like we saw yesterday. Uh, he was used in the flat a little bit more. But, but, but I mentioned that one play towards the end where he kind of, uh, you know, Bowed up, you know, and it's, you know, he, he added some muscle this offseason. So that's, that's swole commit now. So he kind of bowed <laughs> up, protected the ball and, and he, he was there. So I, I, man, I, I, just, I don't know. Like I said yesterday, I'm a little higher on him than most. And, um, you know, he, he had a, a nice catch over the middle. He had a couple touchdowns in the flat. You know, he's, I think he's playing pretty good. Cole commit.
0: AKA swole commit that's swole gotta be Comet. Danny Meehan's our friend Danny Meehan's favorite player now that he's swole Comet. it might be yeah holy moly that is a great nickname that's that's fantastic we gotta put that on a t-shirt see if we can <laughs> see if we can get that out there um I uh I I actually thought about that and that was my player yesterday um but I'm gonna give it Justin Fields now I, I think Justin Fields a little up and down yesterday you could say that someone is gonna say well I mean how how great could he be if he had two picks it one bad ball. i'm not I'm not worried about the the tip that's gonna happen. Uh, one bad ball, but overall, I thought he bounced back pretty well. Um, really sharp in the seven on seven. Again, overall, I think that he played really well in the teams. I can forgive one bad ball, uh, a lot of good balls there. he and he took what was there. He wasn't really pressing. There wasn't any like kind of crazy. Uh, I'm gonna try to fit it in throws. Uh, and but there were a couple where he found guys over over the middle in traffic. Again, they weren't fifty yards down the field or anything like that. Um, but he was finding guys, and then there was a lot of red zone work today. So it's close quarters to begin with, and he was very efficient in the red zone, and he he was finding guys in those little the little areas and able to 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 score touchdowns in in the, in the red zone areas, which I was pretty impressed with.
1: Let's talk about Justin Fields real quick. The the bit of the the up and down. You mentioned a couple picks early, so we're there. We're tweeting about what happened, right? So what happens is the. Anti Fields people come out. Sea Fields sucks, right? Right away, it's like it's it's, it's one play in, in the in the third day of training camp. But you know they're there. You know they're coming out there. And then the flip side, he he finishes the day ten for ten in in, in the drill. You know I think he like three straight touchdown passes at one point. Sea Fields is great. <laughs> you know it's like you know don't pick a tweet just to kind of support your narrative. You know enjoy the ride. I mean, it's, it's practice. It's early. It's uh, you know, it's, it's training camp. You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah. It's a good point. I think that, you know, if, if you're there and you're trying to take in is it, it's impossible to take everything in. I yeah. mean, even with the two of us trying to look at different things, we were still like, Hey, who, who tipped that? Hey, you know, did, did you see who was that right tackle there? Like, I mean, it's impossible for two of us. Yeah. We had five of us. We might be able to cover it. Uh, but even then, you know, with individual drills and one-on-ones and stuff, it, it, it might not be covered. We do our best. You see what you can. There's a reason why coaches tape practice and then they go back and they watch the practice. We don't get the benefit of that. And we can't take video, or at least we can't share video. Um, we're just taking still photos and, and trying to piece it together from there. So uh, we're doing our best. I thought overall uh, yesterday felt a little up and down for Justin. Today, I thought he he looked sharper. He took what was there. He made some nice throws over the middle. I'm not worried about the the two balls that ended up in the def- defender's hands. So um, let's go to the other side of the ball. Top defensive player for day two for you.
1: Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of hard at defense because, like we talked about earlier, you know, the, the, the D-line can't do much. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you're, you're kind of limited what you can do there. So it's mostly linebacker secondary. And I'm going to go Kyler Gordon. Uh, I noticed right away like, like yesterday he was playing the nickel and, you know, when he started off, he was starting at, at outside corner. It was him and Jalen Johnson with uh, uh, Tavon Young at nickel. Um, Within a few, within a few reps, Gordon went to the nickel. So the bears early on here, two straight days, they're showing enough confidence in a rookie to play him in two different positions. And, and like you said, he did get an interception on the day. And, you know, I just, I like his energy. You know, he just, he's, he's very active when he's out there playing and, man, if he could play nickel on occasion, play outside, I think it's uh it bodes well for this defense.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he can start being that uh, uh versatile early and you, and you have a guy like Jalen Johnson who can just sit in in a cornerback spot on the outside, he uh, just gives you so much flexibility. I'm going to go with the other guy, the other rookie, Jaquan Brisker. That's that was perfect. the play. That That's was a good time the time we did this. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the play of the day. Yeah. That, that, that pick that he had, he he uh played perfect technique. He undercut Col Komet, cut the route off. Again, I don't think it was a very good ball. It wouldn't have been picked if it was a good ball, right? But it wasn't such an obvious like throw behind him or anything like that. I think it was just a really nice play by Brisker. And he 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 really just played it perfectly. And and his timing's good, his instincts are good, uh, and he was covering Cole Komet, who I got to tell you, gave Eddie Jackson all kinds of trouble yesterday. Yeah. And so Brisker did a very nice job of carrying that route up, undercutting it, uh, and then and then taking it to the house. And, uh, he, you know, I can't say that he made 20 plays today because he's a safety, right? Yeah. But he made the best play of the day, so he's going to be my, my top player. But we talked a little bit about this last night. You have a guy like Brisker who can come down in the box um, he allows you to maybe run big nickel where you can bring in uh, Dane Kirkshank, uh as as a third safety. Uh, you've got Kyler Gordon who can slide into the nickel uh, if you want to play uh, another corner, right? I mean, maybe you could play dime packages where you, you could play with some of these guys. So as offenses continue to evolve and and they're going to start doing, oh, we're going to put two guys in the slot. We're going to do all this kind of stuff. We, you know, the Bears are looking like they have the answers. They potentially have the answers here, um, uh, with with uh, diverse skill sets in their secondary, with their first two picks. Ryan Pohl's first two picks, that's great. I mean, it just that justifies is. exactly what he was trying to do in the second round there.
1: Kyler Gordon playing some outside, playing some nickel you know Jaquan Brisker I watched him as well a little bit he lined up you know he was up at the box he was deep he was kind of all over the place as well and and that was it was a great interception on his part you know you know some of this could be that they're used to some of these route combinations they're seeing from the offense they've been practicing with it all summer but but still he read it he made the play he undercut the route he you know he made a good pick and i'm excited for both these rookies you know i mean the time of the draft like most Bears fans, like, why are we taking defensive players? Man, if these two guys are legitimately gonna be the this type of guy that we think they're gonna be moving forward, that's a heck of a of initial draft from Ryan Poles.
0: One of those things where second round guys, a lot of guys liked them even first round talent into the first round kind of thing. I mean, they play like it, then you've got two uh two really good guys in the in the secondary to go along with. One of your most talented players, anyway, and Jalen Johnson. Hopefully, Eddie has a good year as well. I know Eddie's pretty polarizing right now. Uh, my my tweet yesterday on Eddie Jackson sure riled a lot of people up. So yeah. People are still getting fired up about that <laughs> one. So um, I don't have much else. Um, but let's uh, you know, closing thought. We're going to be back tomorrow. We will. We're probably not going to live stream until later tomorrow night, just because I have to drive all the way back uh, to Iowa. But um, we'll uh, we'll certainly be doing the same thing tomorrow. Uh, going to practice and, and doing more live stream and more reporting, but um, any any final thoughts on
1: day two? No, it was just it was exciting. It's cool to be out there seeing you know the way the the whole you know crowd is amped up for what's happening there, and you know starting to see some of the some of the new wrinkles in place we haven't seen in the last few years. And you know, I mean, I do want to really quick mention uh, uh, rookie uh, Dominic Robinson, man. He looks like the dude, right? Just from a physical standpoint, looks you look like at him, you are like, like, man, yeah. this guy looks like you know, I, you know. He's obviously a really good athlete, you know, but you kind of watch the way he moves and the way he, he carries himself on the field, you know, you kind of see the the athletic in him. And, you know, th- there's a lot of young, good young players on this roster that you know, it's going to take some time to develop. But, you know, I- I'm excited for this youth to see them all grow and, you know, someday uh, make this uh, Chicago Bears team into a, a perennial playoff contender.
0: Yeah. I, it, it always strikes me just how big some of these guys are. Yeah. Um, but I'm, last year when we were at camp and I turned to you and I was like, who's this 90? Like this guy looks like, this guy looks like a player and it was Blackson. And it was just like, I had, I didn't know who he was. Um, and he just kind of like, Oh, he looks like a player. He looks like a guy that's going to make this roster. And, and, you know, sure enough, he, he was a contributor. And sometimes you just look at a guy and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like from a, physical presence standpoint he looks like he's already there and and i would say i feel the same way about valus jones uh he looks like he's ready to just step in he he, and and i know physic from a physical standpoint you know he he's he's at his peak you know being where he has he's at in his age and i know a lot's been made out of that but i think that there's maybe some method to ryan pole's madness here and that he uh this guy looks like he's ready to contribute right away And so there may have been a push to use some of that draft capital for players that, uh, can immediately contribute and we'll figure out the, the the rest of that developmental type stuff later down the line. Bayless is going to be part of this offense. You mentioned the jet sweep action earlier. Who's going to run that jet sweep, sweep action better than Bayless
1: Jones. He made a few plays today. Uh, I, I do want to mention real quick, Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah. Uh, he made some nice plays today as well. Uh, big six foot five wide receiver. I know when the bears made a trade for Nikhil uh, Henry, a lot of people thought, Harry. you know, Harry, he'd be the, the immediate X, but I, I think that that starting X spots and it come down to both those guys. And I think St. Brown, you know, he, he doesn't have the pedigree, but you know, he, he's, he's a big body guy with a, uh, some legit four, four speed. So he looked good today as well.
0: Yeah. Harry made a play as well. There he uh, did too. Yeah. So start to see these guys, maybe start make more plays and separate themselves a little bit. Like Pettis had a drop, um you know Dante Pez had a drop so uh you know, you know a little bit of that um but but yeah interesting uh well I suppose that's that's it for today we'll probably cut it off here make sure that you're I'm gonna type up camp notes here in a little bit so I'll have camp notes up on the site uh but Lester and I will be tweeting out tomorrow's practice so follow us on Twitter I'm at Born. Lester is at Jr. Uh, Listen to some of the podcasts that are out. I know Robert Schmitz has a new one. Uh, Listen to our new podcast, Making Monsters with Taylor Dahl. Um, uh, Excellent debut episode there. Uh, We're just going to keep firing uh, more and more content in the Windy City Gridiron podcast channel and on the Second City Gridiron YouTube channel. So We're all over. We're all over, man. All right. (laughs) Well, until next time, bear down, everybody.